Hi everyone and welcome to the next GradCracker webinar. This week on GradCracker we've seen lots of new placement and graduate opportunities added and the number of employers who are opening their applications over the next few weeks. So make sure you um, go to GradCracker daily, make sure you check out the new employers with the new opportunities to find out more and to get your applications in. So today we're joined by consultancy firm Arup. And last year, me and Jess went to their London office to meet with the recruiters and graduates to find out more about the real Arup, who they really are, what they really get up to and their recruitment processes. The above insight and this webinar can be found on their grad, found on their GradCracker Hub. Both will give you lots of information which will be handy for you when, you're, when you put your applications together. And remember to include all of this research when you apply. Right, let's see what's new with them and get to meet the panel. So we'll be speaking to Abby in a minute and Abby is the early careers recruiter. So welcome Abby. I thought you were going to say thank hi. Oh, thank you for having me. Hi. <laughs> I was waiting for you to click off mute. <laughs> and today we're joined by the graduates. So we have Mira, who studied at the University of Manchester and the London School of Economics. Mira studied a postgraduate degree in environmental policy and regulation. Mira, to start with you, what is your current role at Arup? I am a city economics and planning graduate consultant, but usually that's quite a long title. So an economics graduate consultant also works. And I've been at Arab for about a bit more than a year. Fab. And what, 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 what is that role? So what do you actually do? So I do a lot of work with economic development and economic analysis with anything related to cities. So I kind of see it as any sort of economic, social or environmental evaluation related to anything in cities. So it's quite broad and it, quite, it also opens up for, for, for graduates to, to choose themselves where they want to specialize. Fantastic, thank you. And moving on to Maria. So your current role at Arup, um, we, sorry, you, when you apply to your current role at Arup, you're actually um, from Milan. So did you, what, what is your current role? Um, and did you apply for a role within the UK or in Italy and then ended up moving to London? Hello. Hello. Um, um, I found the role of intern last year from in my university in Milan and it, the role was in London. So after the application, I joined Arup as an intern, so and as an industrial trainee in, last year, and now I'm a graduate. I'm a geotechnical uh, graduate engineer. Fantastic. And, and what does a geotechnical graduate engineer do at Arup? So in particular, I work in a seismic team. So um, my field is the, the seismic engineering. Uh, so we work on uh, seismic hazard and risk assessment of static dynamic analysis, um, slope stability assessment, and everything concerned. So the seismicity and earthquakes. Brilliant. So really interesting. And as part of your role, I know probably not currently, but as part of your role, do you, do you get to travel the world? Um, there is the possibility, of course, this last year was uh, yeah. quite... Uh, <laughs> I was in London, but uh, yes, so we work, uh, we have a project all around the world and I'm happy this last year I worked a project from everywhere. So, yeah. Brilliant. 
Perfect. Thank you very much, Maria. And Chidi, last but not least, um, so you studied civil and structural engineering. You actually did a placement um, as well at Tarrip in the highways department, and then you went back as a graduate. So what was it during the placement that you, you, know, you really enjoyed to want to go back to Arup um, as a graduate? Um, to be fair, um, yeah, I did, I did my placements in Leeds in my penultimate oh, year of university. <laughs> Leeds. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a nice city to be fair. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, Arab has quite a good reputation for like how to treat employees. So I, I was probably more curious about that and just to see for yeah. myself. And I, I think I quite enjoyed the way that I felt to work with them. But from university, I don't really do a lot of highways, to be honest. So I kind of go into highways a bit randomly. But from doing that placement, I kind of understood a bit more. And I, I quite liked how um, highways projects are very multidisciplinary. So you get to work with geotechnics, with structures, with a lot of different disciplines. And yeah, I feel like that, that's what drew me back. So a, so a highways engineer, obviously not just sit on a motorway trying to figure out how it works. What, what, what is a highways engineer? What, what do you actually do? Um, so there's, yeah, there's, because obviously everyone sees roads everywhere, <laughs> but no one really yeah. thinks about what goes behind them. But from, I guess, first thing we do is we would assess if, if a road is needed, how congestion works, and, and yeah, a lot of considerations really go into it, just to decide if a road is needed, then you design the actual road, and you talk to other people involved, and eventually, hopefully, you get a road that would make everyone's life easier and reduce times for travel. Oh, brilliant. And you're involved in, I'm guessing, projects all the way through from, from conception all the way through to the end when you open the, the road and it goes live and everything else. Yeah, I mean, I've only been working two years now, so I've not actually seen a road get built yet, but I'm sure eventually, definitely. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Jess will ask you a little bit more detail um, later on about your current projects that you're working on and everything else. So you can tell us a bit more about those then if that's okay with you. And um, so, yeah, thank you everybody for joining us today. And um, we're going to get a real good insight about who Arup is, everything that they do, projects and everything else. Um, now, Arup, I've worked with them for a number of years. So as you all know, I've been with Gradcracker for 10 years and Arup has been advertising their placements and graduate opportunities on the website for all of those 10 years. Um, they also uh, include, um, their package also includes sponsoring the Gradcracker Toolkit as well. Um, now, if I was to, to describe Arup, I would say that they're you know, a firm of um, designers, planners, engineers, architects, working on projects, some fantastic projects across the world, um, all of which can be found on the, on the Arup Pub on Gradcracker. Um, you might not know, but some of Arup's recent accolades include being named Infrastructure Architect of the Year 2020, and oh, also one of the um, one of the civil and structural engineers at Arup, um, a lady called Joda Silva, recently received a damehood for a contribution to humanitarian relief. And um, so, as you can see, just from you know meeting the grads and some of the stories that I've just told you, Arup is a fantastic company, company to work for. Now, the, the details of these stories and many more can be found on the hub. And um, so, make sure you go read them um, and really study Arup before you start applying to their opportunities. Abby, we're going to meet you now. You're off mute. <laughs> so um, could you give the, the audience a bit of an introduction to who you are and your role within the business? 
Absolutely. So hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I am Abby. I'm a senior recruiter within the early careers team. Um, and my main focus is recruiting into our building sector across the UK for graduates, interns, um, industrial placements and apprentices. Um, and I'm part of a wider team that also look after our infrastructure consulting um, sectors. And then another area that I look after is business services and corporate services as well. So you're more sort of um, finance, marketing, business development, um, and sort of that side of the business as well. Thank you, Abby. And if a student was to apply to ARIT, would they get to meet you during the application process? They may do at some point. Mm -hmm. um, we do have multiple sectors and um, there's only one of me. So um, we do have a wider team, a large team who look after different sectors. Um, if you apply to one of our buildings or business services roles, there's every chance that you will meet me um, at either an assessment centre briefing if you're successful or at the assessment centre itself. So I may be a familiar face, I may not, but if not, somebody else will be. Perfect. Now you've got a face to a name as well, like I'll be on, on this webinar. <laughs> and um, so I've kind of briefly described who, who Arup is. Now, what would you say makes Arup um, unique as a consultancy company? Absolutely. So um, there's sort of one key area um, is in, in that we're employee owned. So it does make us unique in the consulting marketplace. So I'm sure that if any of you here today have listened to um, anything or read anything on the hub at Gradcracker, um, you'll see that this is probably referenced. Um, this means that on a global level, um, lots of barriers to business can be removed. Um, it really promotes collaboration within the organization um, because decisions are made for the company globally. Um, and as a graduate, you will feel this um, in sort of what we offer you from a benefits um, perspective, the um, sort of global profit share and um, the elements of being employee and really do come into that obviously I can't disclose too much detail on this call but you will absolutely feel the benefits of being part of an employee-owned organization mm -hmm. um, and also it's sort of the synergy between engineer and architects so you've got design and science coming together to come up with some really amazing designs which I'm sure that some of the team will reference later on in the course so for me that's kind of two of the key areas that I think we, we make ourselves unique yeah, definitely. Thank you, Abby. And just to put into perspective for the students out there who are thinking about um, applying to Arup this year, um, obviously I mentioned at the beginning of the webinar that you do still have um, some placement and graduate opportunities open. Now, what does what does the recruitment process look like? I know it's different for everybody. Um, sometimes some employers are still a little bit uncertain how they are going to recruit. Um, what does it look like from Arup's point of view? So for graduates, um, you will submit an application and you'll be screened based upon the eligibility criteria outlined in the role description. So um, word of advice there, please do make sure that you have looked at the requirements for the position before applying to avoid disappointment. It yeah. might be that there's another position that's actually uh, more suited to you and, and relevant for your skill set. Um, and we do put a lot of thought into doing that so that should you join us, you'll be in a good position to succeed. Yeah. Um, so if you meet the criteria, you'll be invited to complete a situational judgment questionnaire, um, which is designed specifically for Arup around our core values. So to prepare for this, there are lots and lots on available, lots and lots of resources available online. Um, so they're free. You can take free situational judgment questionnaires um, for as long as you want to get used to the style of questioning. It's quite interesting. It'll ask sort of um, what, which behavior you're most likely to demonstrate and which 
you're least likely to demonstrate. So it's a really interesting way of looking at how you might behave, but it's a really great way of reducing bias in our process because um, it does not need any kind of um, specific background or experience to do, which is exactly sort of how we recruit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, should you meet the benchmark for this? And just sort of from a confidence perspective, most people um, absolutely do. Um, we will then progress you to um, the next stage of the process, which is a recruiter review. So myself and one of the team will look at your profile. And this is where we look at the answers that you give on your application form. Uh, We do ask questions they're designed specifically by the hiring managers for that position. Um, And they really want to delve into why you've applied to the role, why Arup, for example, and it might ask you a role or discipline specific question for you to really give some thought to. So please do take your time for that. It's not a tick box exercise. They are used um, through the process to really see kind of what this opportunity means to you and what your understanding of the role is. Mm -hmm. Um, Then if you're successful following that, you'll be um, progress to manager review where one of our or a number of our hiring team will look at your profile and decide if they'd like you to attend the assessment centre. So until this point, the only action on your part has been to submit a very strong, well thought out application to us and complete a situational judgment questionnaire. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the final stage is an assessment centre. And we're running all of those virtually this year. Um, And again, we can give more detail on that um, at a later stage, but those are the key stages. Mm -hmm. For placements, um, it's slightly different. Um, You will submit an application and if you meet the criteria, you'll be passed to uh, to recruiter review. Um, And then again, to manager review if your answers and application um, are sort of um, strong. And then the hiring managers from whichever role you've applied to will um, decide if they'd like to invite you to an interview. So it's just an interview, not an assessment centre for placements and um, interns. And I'm guessing, Abby, that the, the interview will be a virtual interview as well? Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. And how, thank you. And how long normally does the whole process take from, you know, submitting your application via Gradcracker to hopefully, fingers crossed everybody, being successful? What's the kind of timescale there for the students and the graduates? Good question. Um, it really does depend. I wouldn't be able to give you sort of a specific answer um, on that one. We open um, some roles in October and some at the end of November um, and we hold assessment centres from December. So it will really depend on which role, which location um, and when we went live. So I wouldn't be able to give a specific answer. We do provide application updates um, as regularly as we possibly can. So if you are um, waiting on an update and you haven't heard anything, um, we do endeavour to make sure that you know kind of where you are in the process and and how long it might be until you hear back from us. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Abby. And so just remember that the core values that Abby mentioned as part of the application process are also on the Arab Hub on Gradcracker. And my colleague, our our colleague, Van Jess's colleague, Hannah's actually written um, a bit of a a blog as well about really deciphering job descriptions, making sure you thoroughly read them, how you interpret them as well. And I think Abby's just mentioned that as part um, of her, you know, your hints and tips. So if you look onto Gradcracker, the careers menu, as a top menu, sorry, the career centre, click on that. um, And Hannah's written a really good blog about all the hints and tips, how you read a job description, so maybe um, that's good. That's a really good advice after the webinar. Go and read that. Hannah's adding to that section every single week now. Um, so go read that. And then obviously read the Arab job, job descriptions really carefully before you get your applications in. Um, thanks, Abby. We're joining you right at the end of the webinar as well for some, um, some exciting key facts about Arab, which I'm looking forward to. And I'm going to hand over now to Jess, who's going to speak to the graduates. Yes, um, I want to say hi to everyone as well. It's my first time back 
in the new year. So hi everyone. Um, I've, so told yeah. I've told everybody, I've told Jess that she has to behave herself because all day she's been singing a Maria, but she's been singing oh, okay. I was like, Jess, you're going to end up doing that on the webinar. You were talking about names early, weren't we, Byron? So, we were. Well, not to Myra, Myra. Um, but we were saying about <laughs> names and, um, you know, Maria, the Blondie song. Have you heard this blonde, you know, Blondie, the singer? Yeah. Just had that in my head all day. And Carla's like, don't start singing, Jess. <laughs> I think we're getting old guys aren't we <gasps> anyway sorry sensible sensible head on so going back to the the interview process guys and in kind of your experiences so far so the interview process am I right in thinking is broken up into three areas and um, I'd like to hear a bit about kind of the areas in your experience so I'm going to start with you Chidi if that's okay because um, you didn't go through the application process as a graduate, did you? You went through when you were a placement student. Is that right? Yes. So I, I did go through the application normally through grad right. actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I, from what I understand from my friends that applied as well, I understand there was a phone interview. Then you get selected for an assessment centre. Mm -hmm. Then if you, if you succeed, then you get employed. But... Yeah. Um, for me, I applied to Grad and I went straight to the assessment center, I think because they used um, feedback from people I worked with when I was working in Leeds to get past the phone interview stage because I guess there's no point. But yeah, then it was straight to the assessment center. And yeah, would you want me to talk about the assessment center itself? Well, what I was thinking of really is kind of like the preparation. Um, okay. You know, how did you prepare for it? So any of the students that are listening now, uh, you know, you mentioned you know like hints and tips and things like mm. that how did you prepare how did you kind of get yourself in the the right kind of frame of mind to you know put yourself across the best way you did yeah i did i mean to be fair i thought i was a nervous wreck for, yeah. <laughs> for and that's most, so funny because a lot of people say that <laughs> most, yeah. i think definitely like i think on, until you get there it's always made us be the biggest thing in your head then mm. you get that once you start talking then you actually realize okay actually Maybe I do know what I'm saying. Maybe I can do this kind of thing. So yeah. I think, I think yeah, like I think it's just important just to you obviously do your research and know your stuff, but at the same time, just try not to stress too much about it. Yeah, I, I would say. So again, research is something we say every yeah. week, don't we, Carla? How important yeah. it is. Um, again, Hannah's done a, a quite an interesting blog as well. You know, like what Carla mentioned. You know, but you know understanding how to do your research as well is really important as well understanding the kind of key points that you know a recruiter would want to hear so you can kind of show off that you've, you've done it um so yeah research is key and by the sounds of it chidi be yourself yeah I, I think that's i think that's a really important one as well because i think it's quite obvious if you're pussy on the front to be honest yeah. Ultimately. Yeah, and i feel like you just want everything to be as natural as possible yeah definitely and and I think I know they like people are looking for people they're going to work with in the future. So you you want to yeah really convey that a smile a lot. I think yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah cheeky smile. How I wing life. And um, Mira, um, I'm going to talk to you a bit about the assessment day, if that's okay, and how you prepare for that. Obviously, we know your experiences might be slightly different to the students that are going to go through it this year. But I suppose a lot of it will still be the same in terms of, you know, how you prepared and what got you through it. So could you tell me a bit about that? 
Yeah, so for my assessment day, um, it consisted of like three main exercises. One, which was a technical exercise Mm -hmm. where we kind of wrote, where we kind of were presented with an exercise and then we had 45 minutes to write down an answer to it. Then an interview where we went through the technical exercise, but then also kind of had standard interview questions. And then a group exercise where um, you're presented with uh, with a group task and then you're supposed to solve that all together with the group. Um, and I overall thought it was quite a nice experience. Like Titi, I was also quite nervous and I think you kind of, you put a lot of pressure on yourself and you're like building it up. Mm-hmm. But HR and the senior management who um, were interviewing me were really friendly and it was more relaxing than I had expected. Mm-hmm. And even the people who were a part of the assessment day as well were really friendly so it wasn't any kind of I don't know like fierce competition in between one another I felt like people were quite friendly yeah yeah, and in terms of like preparation I read up and researched on Arab values but then also joined one of Arab's like chat platforms to know a bit more about the work that went behind the team okay um and yeah I just I guess I just tried to find and get an understanding of like what the team did and then how my skills and academic background fitted with what the team did yeah and then I think it's also quite or especially for me it's quite good to kind of like practice the interview questions as well so Mm -hmm. one of my flatmates she did like a mock interview with me and I did I helped her as well for a different position though but it's quite good because sometimes if you're kind of going through answers in your head, it might sound very different from what you actually managed to say. So sometimes it's yeah. nice being able to kind of say it out loud as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it, I thought overall it was quite a pleasant experience compared to what I had expected. That's good. And I think there's a really good tip in there because again, I've had a lot of calls lately with, you know, careers advisors and again, doing presentations over Zoom and stuff like this. And any of the students that are listening, I know how hard it is to imagine to be on Zoom like this and, you know, turning your camera on, asking a question. But if you can practice doing that, because I can imagine, Abby, that's probably how it's going to be. It probably will be virtual. So, you know, if you've got, um, you know, anyone that you could ring virtually and practice kind of maybe doing a bit of an interview over um, Zoom or Skype or whatever kind of platform you do use, because we all know it is slightly different talking over and doing and presenting yourself in a way, you know, virtually it is different. So um, do practice that, anyone that's listening, because it, it is different. So turn your cameras on, turn your mic on and have a chat and go practice that process. I'm sure it'll definitely help if you can. And I think Jess, yeah. you know, when just looking back to the insight day that me and Jess went to last year, um, a, a massive thing that came out of it when speaking to the recruiters at Arup and, and also the students and the graduates as well was communication, you know, communicate with Arup, Arup all the way through the process, um, whether it is, you know, the interview, the assessment centre, any questions that you've got all the way through to starting out on your placement or graduate opportunity as well. The, the key message that I remember we took away, Jess, was, was communication, you know, Abby and her team are there for you to ask questions so don't sit there at home you know worrying and getting stressed about things if you just need to pick up the phone or pick up zoom or skype or whatever and get those questions answered um but I think that's again that's something that came out of the the last insight yeah all questions ask and 
No, I think, Abby, you just want to see someone who's curious and generally interested in Arup, don't you? So, um, so yeah, that research and asking those questions will definitely help. Yeah, and I'll just add as well, if that's okay, um, yeah. is that, you know, myself and the team um, aren't, you know, they're going to be the ones that will be meeting you. It'll be people who are actually in these positions. Mm-hmm. So the people that will be interviewing you are the somebody who could be your potential line manager or someone who heads up a team mm-hmm. so these people are so passionate and they want to see that so you know the the advice to ask questions isn't so that you're going to know all the answers to all the questions because you probably won't and we wouldn't expect that of you mm-hmm. it's so that you will have a really deep insight into what you're getting yourself in for and then you can have a really nice two-way conversation with your interviewer mm-hmm. about how that actually works in practice and so you know that is go, you know it's really important that our process is around the business meeting you and then making that decision and you making that as well so yeah. sorry to railroad that slightly but um I just thought yeah, um, add. yeah definitely point. thanks Abby Maria before I start singing at you again um, <laughs> question for you my love um I believe you had the opportunity to demonstrate um what you were learned at university when you we're in your interview you did it am I right in saying that you had a kind of a theoretical and a practical kind of point of view how did you kind of present this in your interview because it was it slightly different and yeah tell yes. me a bit about- yes because I started as an intern so for me uh, I had an interview mm-hmm. uh, after sending my curriculum and uh, it was uh, a really interesting conversation so first of all I completely agree with, agree with what Chidi and Mira just said because uh, it's exactly that so you have the opportunity to demonstrate what you learned and uh, I was quite stressed about it um, mm-hmm. because I didn't know precisely what to expect but uh, uh, actually it was a lot of theoretical questions so I got prepared uh, before the interview. I took back my uh, my my material of the exam uh, of uh, seismicity, and um, and then it was just a conversation. So they asked me a lot of questions and a lot of questions about how I could apply my theoretical knowledge. Yeah. Um, and it was nice. It was an opportunity for me to demonstrate, as you just said, how passionate I am and uh, how I wanted to, 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 to give my contribution to Arab. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Um, and Maria, I, I know you were also asked at the interview, um, which one of the questions, I don't know if you still use this, Abby, but I thought it was a really good one. What do you think you could offer uh, Arab as an employer? So you kind of answered that slightly in terms of, you know, on a technical point of view, but what tell me a bit about your answer the answer you gave there yeah so um exactly abby uh, mentioned it so in arup everyone is really uh, skilled passionate and uh, they really are really interested in engineering in the, their own field so i just demonstrated too during the interview i i i, I wanted to to show my motivation, my dedication, my energy. And uh, yeah, the, the hardest thing I think, I think it's believing yourself. So maintain the focus, keep calm and mm-hmm. uh, remember that you are talking with people. So it's not uh, it's someone that wants to, 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 to grab the opportunity of hiring you if, if, you, if uh, you demonstrate that you are, that you fit the job. So. I think this is my my thing, the thing I'm, I'm meaning. So, yeah. 
that's what I wanted to demonstrate. Yeah, that I, I really great. wanted to 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 give my contribution. Brilliant. It's interesting as well lately, you know, for the students that are listening. Um, hopefully, some of you will be members of um, STEM societies. And if you're not aware, we offer uh, any STEM societies a free space on Gradcracker to promote their their society and also to promote their society to the employers that advertise on Gradcracker. And um, Georgia, who kind of heads that kind of area up and works a lot with the societies, you know, it's a big thing that we're seeing at the moment, being part of anything that's kind of an extracurricular activity, anything that's outside of your degree course is a great thing to also show how passionate you are about what you're studying. Um, and it's also it's a great thing to talk about, you know, when you are at an interview, you know, and you're kind of going through about stuff that you are interested in about the company and things like that. And I think, um, don't underestimate how, you know, that is, is, is quite a good thing to talk about when you're at an interview process. You know, if you're a second year student, you might not have that much on your CV at that kind of early stage of your career. You might not have maybe done a part-time job or, you know, anything else, but anything else, things like, you know, being part of the society or I don't know, anything, charity work, anything else, just to kind of show off again, those extra skills, how passionate you are and you know, if you can apply that in any kind of way to the role or employee that you're applying to, and mm -hmm. um, I'm sure, Abby, they're, they're the kind of things that you want to hear, don't you? Brilliant. Okay, so next question. Um, so how were you all told that you were successful with the job and how did you prepare for your first day? So Chidi, going back to you, how did you prepare for, for your first day? Uh, um, I guess how I was told what job, I think I got wrong up by... Mike Bishop, I don't know if he still works here, but um, yeah, he called me. I was, I was so excited. I think I was like screwed and food. Just because, like, yeah, <laughs> my first job offer. So. Oh, <laughs> I can move out from home. No, um, and yeah, so yeah, I think, I think, like most people, first day of work, you like wear your like nicest shirt, wear a suit and a blazer. Then you get to work and they're like, what are you doing? So is it quite casual then at Arup? Is it? So, I'll say smart casual, but definitely, yeah. I, 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 when he said wear, wear a tie. Right. Maybe wear shirts and trousers, but like, yeah, maybe, maybe not a tie. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I, imagine all suit with a baby. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 have a blazer on, like, full of suits. I think I bought a new suit <laughs> to wear. And then just like, yeah, what are you doing? Oh. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think very quickly, it, it, yeah, it, all the nerves of like starting the new job quickly disappeared. And yeah, I just got to know the team. And I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of emphasis on just like them trying to get to, get to meet everyone. And just like, I think my first day, probably just spend like, I think because they assign you a body and you have one person that you can basically ask anything. Yeah. And I think for like an hour, he just took me around the office and meet people. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, yeah, so it's quite, yeah, quite a nice start. Yeah. To have just having someone, I can <laughs> imagine it was just nice to. So, yeah, the buddy's a really good idea. Mira, how about you? Um, so, uh, they called me to say that I was successful with the job, which was really nice. Um, but in terms of like preparing for the first day, like Chitty, I also dressed up probably way more than I than I do to work now. But I, I overall think it's better to overdress than underdress. I feel yeah, like it's better to put I in more effort than, than too little. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first day was more kind of like introductory, getting to know the team and those kind of things. So it wasn't too intense. Um, uh -huh. 
and I didn't they didn't actually give anything specific to prepare for either so it wasn't like you kind of dove straight straight into work it was more kind of setting up everything um but I guess yeah it was just like filling in kind of forms and stuff like that yeah um, can I get nothing to yeah yeah Maybe exactly yeah, brilliant. Maria, I'm kind of guessing it was quite similar for you, is it? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's the same. It was more preparing a mental state of, okay, new experience, new colleagues, new yeah. everything, and um, and just go there. And uh, But people were, were super nice. And it was uh, days of, the first days were more uh, inductions days uh, yeah. to make you be comfortable with, uh, with Arup. Perfect. So next question, can you all kind of set the scene for me a bit? So if you can give me and the audience a bit of an idea of what your teams look like now, uh, for example, who do you report to? Um, obviously, Chidi, you've mentioned like a buddy. Have you still got that buddy, for example? And, you know, the kind of support that you've got, you know, in those kind of early kind of couple of months into the into kind of the graduate program and the schemes and the roles that you're in. So Chidi, starting with you, tell me a bit about that. OK, um... Do I still have a buddy? <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I am now someone else's buddy, so I don't know if that still means that. It, I don't know if the chain continues forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope you're looking after your newbie, though, yeah, are you? <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, in terms of yeah, how I report and stuff, I think when you start, you're given like there, there are a few angles of people that you can talk to. So you have your line manager who handles, I guess, your, your work, hopefully, the whole time you're there, your project manager. Um, your appraiser. So there are a lot of people that look at different aspects of your job. So the, the, so for example, if you have some issues with your projects, you can talk to project manager. But if if you can't talk to your project manager for some reason, you can talk to your line manager. If you can't talk right. to your line manager, you can talk to your appraiser. So I think th that that's good in terms of it has a lot of angles where you can, um, if there's an issue, you can um, try and solve it. But you get um, exposed to some quite senior people then quite early on, don't you? You know, you've got yeah. So. So I think one of the things with um, Arab as well, because I guess they, like you, you'll hear there's like no hierarchy in terms of you'd have your director sat next to you kind That's of thing. Name. So, so yeah. it, I think it breaks that barrier quite quickly and makes it quite easy. Yeah. Rather, than, rather than having to knock on someone's door in an office or like booking an appointment, you can literally just like walk up to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> which, I, which I think, it, I think it took me some while to, a while to get used to, to be honest. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. You know, especially on your first day, again, the natural, those yeah. nerves, you know, feeling a bit exposed, having a director sat next year. But it yeah. must be so beneficial yeah. for you to be, as an individual, to, you know, show off and, you know, hear what they're saying, learn from mm. them and have all that kind of crossover. You know? Yeah. And I think even having just like, just normal conversations in your office, like it gives you the opportunity just to speak to everyone. Because I think, yeah. Yeah, I think like Mario was saying before, like you almost forget everyone's just like a normal human being at the end of the day. Yeah. And you just need to uh, break those barriers. You know, I think a lot of people think that about you, Abby, as well. You know, as recruiters, I think they've got a lot of, you know, the recruiters like, oh, I'm like, they're just like me and you. They're just like taking notes. Mira, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you? Um, yeah, quite similar. I mean, we're a team of about 60 people, but then okay. we're about 22 economists. Right. And then one person in the team, usually like a senior consultant or something is your line manager. Uh, but then for each project, there will be a project manager who will be the person that you report to for that project. Right. Um, yeah, so 
I think I agree with Chidi, like it's quite flat, the hierarchy. So it isn't just like one person that you report to and then the other people aren't really people that you communicate with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's quite, it's quite laid back, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, yeah, which is quite nice. Mira, how are you finding out? I'm assuming obviously you're working from home, like as we all are at the moment, uh, where we can. Yeah. Um, how are you finding that? Are you still getting that exposure in terms of you know being able to speak to everyone in your team? And yeah, I still feel like it because we we have a lot of meetings and teams calls and so on. Oh, yeah. And Arab was really good in the beginning because they sent. Um, all employees equipment and everything so the home setup is quite nice as well yeah yeah. and we still work collaboratively on projects so we still we still like like I I would report directly to my project manager across projects as well so I still feel like we've managed to keep that level of interaction even though we're working from home yeah um But I guess it's quite different because now we don't have the same opportunity to, for example, like have lunch and so on together. So mm. it's more up to like individuals to organize, I don't know, uh, virtual lunch and that kind of thing. But we That's do have cool. more team catch ups and so on just because it's locked down and it's nice yeah. for people to kind of check in on one another Brilliant, yeah. as well. Yeah. So I feel like there have definitely been measures taken to make sure that people are still kind of, I don't know chatting to one another yeah 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 and I always try and like to make this point because again you know obviously fingers crossed with everything that's going on at the moment we might be in a better place when when these grads and these um placement students start with Arab but you know we don't know what the situation is going to be so you know bearing in mind you might have to do a bit of the onboarding from home and it's just great that you know Arab are offering a, a support network and you know can offer that you know kind of process even from the luxury of maybe a bedroom or wherever you, wherever you do it. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Um, Maria, sorry, I keep ending with you. So you might feel like it's all been said, but have you got anything to, to add to that? And tell me a bit about, you know, kind of how you found it. Yeah, uh, in my team, we are we are actually not a lot of people. We are okay. between five and ten people. Then the, some someone arrived, someone changed the team. So it's quite flexible. Um, so... I'm trying actually so to support to support all the members of uh, of my team. Everyone has different kind of specialization, so I'm trying to 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 give them support uh, um, to all of them. And uh, yes, as they said, so you you can relate with everyone. Everyone is really nice and open to help you if needed. Yeah. So yeah. Typically then, Maria, how long will you stay as that team for? Uh, is it until the project's done and finished or do you kind of move on before that or after? You know, how does it work? Uh, yeah, I mean, so since we are a small team, we are always uh, working together. Um, we have uh, continuous, like, every week meetings mm-hmm. to understand at which point everyone is of the project if they need support so we are in continuous contact and uh, trying to understand where we can help yeah that's good um sticking with you maria um where do you kind of see your role progressing now at Arup? and you know a lot of you all have mentioned training again the buddy scheme and things like that and having that exposure with different members of the team whether being senior or not um, so kind of where, 
do you see your role going and how do you see Arup kind of helping you to achieve that goal? Yeah, this is this is an interesting question because um, so I really see Arup helping me finding uh, a direction, the direction that I want to follow. So the, the this is Arup has such lot of fields and helps graduates to try to get a multidisciplinary um, knowledges and uh, and understanding that uh, I know for sure that I want to improve my abilities in programming right now and right. to improve my communication skills to mm-hmm. um, to increase my my network in Arup yeah. and uh, so this next couple of years for sure I want to focus in learning everything I can yeah. and then maybe I will know better where I see myself also in the next years yeah brilliant it's great that you've got that support and Arup can offer all that yeah very lucky and um, Mira how about you um so your progression where can you imagine yourself and where where where, what's your goals have you got a five-year plan (laughs) those questions can be so terrifying (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what I want to do in five years but no but I feel like at Arab um at least on our team you've given a lot of like flexibility in terms of what areas you want to specialize in. And I think that's also because of the nature of my work is quite broad. So you kind of have to choose what fields you're more interested in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, at least in my case, there's no kind, no kind of like formal training schedule, but it's more up to me to identify what skills I want to learn and what courses I want to develop and then find those and then make sure that they're aligned with the skills and and the areas that I want to specialize in yeah um and I guess that's kind of how I see myself progressing at Arab like I want to I want to get more skills that are important for our team but then also get hopefully get more responsibility Mm -hmm. and and grow from that yeah um yeah yeah. because I I there there since there isn't any like formal training schedule it's kind of up to you to kind of make your own path as well would you say then you've kind of been involved in something that you probably didn't realize you were interested in or you know even think your career could kind of go in that direction has there been any surprises so far um well yeah actually I think uh one of the surprises is that it's been that it's been quite flexible in terms of where we can specialize and go into mm. um, as well as the work in my team is that a lot of it isn't necessarily just quantitative economics related work mm-hmm. a lot of it can also be work related to social value okay. so I think even though that isn't directly related to engineering I think one of the points to draw from that is that the fields in Arab can be so much bigger than I think that you can expect also because that the projects that Arab gets put on are, are quite um are quite big and interesting as well yeah so it isn't it isn't usually just like one type of project in one field it's usually um more diverse than that and mm-hmm. in general my impression is that across all teams at Arab it's quite multidisciplinary as well yeah so you also get exposed to like other teams and like what they're doing as well 
um, and I, I, I feel like I always, <laughs> always like meet different professions and like yeah. um, learn about new things that people do that I didn't know existed or that I knew that that Arab had. Um, so no wonder why really then that question was a hard one. You think, oh, well, yeah, you could go anywhere. You could do anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I just want to get do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, how great's that? You know, it's yeah. almost, you know, like, you know, you, you could have multiple careers within one company. This year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you're definitely expected to like specialize and develop skills in certain areas, but there's definitely room to get exposed to different industries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Chidi, have you got anything to add to that in terms of where you see yourself going? Have you got a plan or are you... Are you um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to write that on a paper, but... Uh, <laughs> I think this, well, I think we'll probably... this is recorded. We can come. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll call you five years from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do this every week. Um, <laughs> I, I think the main one for me is probably to um, finish my chartership and become a charge civil engineer. Because yeah, I think I think I was quite good with um, your development. Like Mara said, you you, you have to um, like identify things yourself and put the work in. But if, if they they're quite good at finding so for example if you need some some extra experience in commercial related things they would like try to put you on a project that could give you the skills so i think yeah i think arab is a good place to do your charge so i'm going to definitely work towards doing that hopefully yeah. less than five years from now but <laughs> good i'm glad you mentioned that because again a lot of uh, the audience that are listening that's a massive drive for them you know it's something which they you know really really want to do and again has a has that as a bit of a career goal and yeah. um, so that's good that you've mentioned it and it's if, great that Arab, Arab obviously offer that too if I can um, uh, if I can add something just or she can um yeah Chidi said something really really true so I really appreciated the uh the colleagues that I've worked with uh, after uh, every project they asked me a feedback if I liked what uh, I did my role if I prefer to be more on management or more on other aspects mm-hmm. and uh, I really appreciated it so this they give you the opportunity to also so visit all the fields of Arup and to select the one that makes you happier and more satisfied mm. which is good and then having that guidance and support there yeah that's brilliant Fantastic. Um, quickly, uh, uh, sorry, Carla, I'm going to eat into your time. <laughs> I've got time. Um, is projects just to give everyone a bit of an idea of uh, so far since you've been here at Arab, have you done anything that's been a bit of a career highlight so far? Would it be something you're proud of? Um, whether it be a presentation or something you're involved in? Um, Chidi, starting with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just try to, try to you haven't zoned out, have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, question was, do you know what the question is? Yeah, 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 go ahead, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> her highlights. I mean, to be fair, in general, like I think, like anytime I like, I get, I get given a problem and I come up with a solution. I think that's always like a mini highlight. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'd say probably my the biggest highlight was um working on the 817 scheme which is like a highway in the Cotswolds 
So an area of natural beauty, yeah. and we're, we're trying not to destroy it, basically, <laughs> while also adding a road in. But we, ha- we, we had um, a public consultation session with people that lived there, and we had a day in the like, town council, and we just talked to people, talked to the local community about the scheme, and just we had like VR headsets and stuff and some very fancy things. But I think it was just nice to engage with the people that were actually building these things for. Yeah. And I think that was quite a nice opportunity to just like, yeah, talk to them and just see what they thought about it. And yeah, I think that was a very, because I guess because the response was positive mostly, then it was very fulfilling. <laughs> yeah. I guess you, you could probably <laughs> go either I way. hear what you've done or what you've done. Yeah. yeah. It'd probably be different. But no, it, I can imagine it's nice to see, you know, your work then in, you know, real life and, yeah. you know, getting that response to it off, you know, other people must be. And again, as you kind of all, you know progress in your in 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 your career you're going to probably see that more and more you know you're going to drive past something or you're going to see something you think I was involved in that and it must Mm -hmm. be a lovely feeling and um you know really pat on the back so no I like that Trudy well done um Mira how about you um well I recently worked on a project with uh C40 which is this climate organization consistent of like different mayors across cities Brilliant. and Arab was commissioned to basically support them with uh, prioritizing different climate actions okay. so I did a whole bunch of like uh, or I supported with some cost modeling for that and it was quite cool because it's like the first piece of work that I've worked on which kind of um, resulted in something being published Wow. Uh, so that was quite nice. Yeah. yeah. And also the work of like the work was quite interesting because it's quite topical, but it was also kind of prioritizing climate actions um, for after COVID. So for kind of like a green recovery. OK. Um, so, yeah. So I learned a lot as well. In, again, this you kind of reap the, the the kind of rewards, you know, the years of studying, doing your degree and then, you know, being able to now apply it to something which is you know beneficial mm. to everyone it must be really really re- rewarding a bit envious, yeah and um, Maria how about you my love how yeah you yeah as you just said uh, Jessica um so for me it was uh one of my big like the first big project, it was a review of a probabilistic seismic hazard assessment. And uh, it was a few weeks of, if not months, uh, project uh, long. And um, since the beginning, I gave my contribution, Arup gave me a lot of responsibilities. I was not expecting it. Um, Of course, under their supervision, I completely built uh, the model and also the sensitivities we had to to study. And Finally, I had the opportunity to see in, in practice what I studied in the, in the, at university. Yeah. And that was for me a really a big satisfaction, the first one, because then I was stressed at the beginning. You, know, you start a new job, you, you don't know, you're, I don't know. And then you see that you're doing it and, and that's a satisfaction. Yeah. And do you know what? It's nice for Arab to obviously give you that responsibility. They obviously yeah, thought I really you know, appreciated you could, it. You could take it and you can run with it and handle it. So, you know, it's you know, really good. But it's good that again you're you're with a company that can offer that. And yeah. I think this is the way that you can make uh, learn the, the, the graduates. I mean, you learn something doing it, and Arup is giving responsibilities for this. That's really exciting. Again, you know, a massive if you know if I was a student listening now to me that's a massive tick in the box you know quite early on you can get that responsibility you're handed those projects early and 
making a difference already so early on. It's, it's brilliant. Well, thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate that. And I hope the listeners did too. So Carla, the reins handy safely back to you. Thank you very much, Jess. Thanks, everybody. Um, so what I like to do is finish off with key facts so that people out there, the audience, might not know about Arup. So I'm expecting good ones this week. Abby, I'm going to start with you. What is your key fact about Arup? <laughs> Thank you, Carla. Um, so anyone who's really, really well-researched will probably already know this, but I think it's really cool, so I'm going to share. Um, so we, so Arup's designers and engineers were involved with the iconic design of the Sydney Opera House um, in the late 50s. Um, and so that in itself, I think, is, is really amazing. Most people are very familiar with this design, and on our website, you'll be able to see... Um, lots and lots and lots of information about this and how it all came to be and how Ovarup himself was involved with this um, and I'm sure that on on the Grad Cracker Hub there's the links to sort of take you to those places so do use that to get there um, yes. but then to sort of take that a step further we have continued to play a pivotal role in the building's long-term development and preservation plan so in the 2000s we pioneered the use of um, BIM which or BIM or building information modeling um, to um, keep sort of work on the preservation plan of the building which shows how we've gone from the late 50s when that technology didn't exist to now pioneering and new technologies and our digital focus to um, create a better work that we'd already sort of created in the, or helped create in the first place so that for me is something that is really quite interesting and quite awesome. Brilliant. Yeah absolutely. thanks Abby. Maria what, what's your interesting fact? Um, yeah, um, I mean, as a key fact, I don't know, something that someone outside Arup may not know. For me, it's about the incredible uh, organization that is behind Arup, the, the incredible communication that mm -hmm. there is every day, every activity, everything they are doing, it's it's well thought. That's, uh, I think maybe it, it's not, uh, I mean, for me, Arup is an example of excellence. And yeah. if you are inside it, you feel it. That's that's for me the the thing that if you are inside, you, you can really see it. Oh, that's oh a, I like that. Hello. Jessica, start crying now. Thank you, Maria. Mira? Um... I was thinking about like facts that might that people from outside of Arab might not know. Yeah. And a really important fact I think is that there is a Yammer page, which is basically Facebook groups for uh, the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, so there's basically a Yammer page for all of the employees' pets, where people just <laughs> post <laughs> videos and photos of their pets. <laughs> <laughs> which is really just <laughs> exactly like that when can I do <laughs> <laughs> eventually sorry yeah wow which has obviously flourished during the pandemic I can imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's the page can anyone see the, this or have you got to be a no, no, it's it's like for Arab employees, so it's not open for everyone. Oh, but... it's gonna have Sorry, a bit of a lot. Sorry, my job just second shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, that sounds really that's cool. Sweet. I like that. Thanks, Mira. And Judy, last but not least, oh, again. that's a difficult one to top, is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I guess a fun fact that people may not know is that 
um, Arapa has the Guinness World Record for the longest toy train track, which we which we all built in the Midlands office over like a lunchtime. The whole office was like <laughs> running around with like within within tracks and had like the train run across run along the whole office. No way. It's quite cool. That is pretty cool. Is that still there? Uh, no, I think it lasted like a day. Oh no! Yeah, I think I was too much risk of people just stepping on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, health yeah. and safety. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. That's cool. I know there were some good ones. And um, Abby, just to finish with you, then I know we've ha- we've learnt lots about Arab from all the um, all the graduates and of you, of course, as well. And um, one thing that we the students who are watching can take away with today. Um, to be successful and get a job at Arab, what would what would the one thing be that you'd like to tell everybody? That we are not looking for a sort of a tick box candidate to be successful here. Um, there's a huge misconception in the market that you should be a certain way or have a certain amount of experience or do certain things. And that's absolutely not the case. Um, if you are, you know, if you do put time into your application, if you are eligible, you will be handpicked from all of the applications to attend an assessment centre to be, you know, to have lots and lots of time with experts in their field in these areas. And there's not sort of, you don't need to be the loudest voice in the room. You don't need to have any experience. It's not a prerequisite. We're looking for you. We're looking for potential and desire to learn um, and desire for continued learning and development, as well as someone who really understands and aligns with sort of who we are and what we're looking to achieve. So, you know, it's not a one size fits all. We've got many, many different characters and it's what makes it such a special place to be. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And those individual characters have definitely come out today. So thank you all very much for joining us. A um, couple of things on your to-do list for the audience who's watching. Obviously, Jess mentioned um, Georgia and the societies on Gradcracker. If you're a society member out there and you're not already on Gradcracker with your hub, feel free to contact Georgia um, and she'll point you in the right direction. Georgia's details are on the society page on Gradcracker. And um, remember Hannah's blogs, you know, they're all over the Career Centre. So get you thoroughly researched, read those blogs. It's really, really good content on there and the Arab webinar will be live um, tomorrow on their hub so don't forget to re-watch the webinar watch it if you haven't watched it already reference the fact that you've you've met Abby, Chidi, Maria, Mira um, in the webinar as well Abby will be looking out for that during the recruitment process Um, also the webinar will be broken up next week and will appear in the different sections in the career centre so once again, thank everybody for joining us. Um, next week, we'll be joined by Kundal International Engineering Consultancy. So find out what life is like as an intern and graduate there. So thanks, guys. Have good afternoons and we'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank, thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys.